Welcome back to the podcast. I am super stoked for this week's episode. We have our very first ever guests on the podcast today, the amazing adventure elopement team of film and forest photography, Liam and Afton. They are here to talk all about adventure elopements and weddings and kicking that nine to five for a full-time photography career. This convo looks at all the work that needs to happen on the back end to get people on top of a mountain in their wedding day best, and some of the things you need to think about as a photographer if you are looking to get rid of that day job. Two quick notes on the episode before we get going. Afton mentions a styled shoot at one point. For those of you who are unsure, a styled shoot is a chance for you to build up some portfolio shots by crafting a scene yourself. So bringing in models or friends to act as models, getting outfits, choosing a location, and running a photo shoot with the intention of crafting images to then sell your services in the future. This is a great way to get your photography business up and off the ground and going super strong. Second note, Film and Forest is based in Canmore, Alberta, a beautiful mountain town about an hour and a half outside of Calgary. It's a prime adventuring spot, and near the end of the episode, we talk a bit about some of the best locations in that town to create photos. You're going to hear things like Cougar Creek, Three Sisters, and Policeman's Creek. These are all places in Canmore or right in the Canmore area. So now if you are ever near Canmore, you now know where to go to create some absolutely beautiful photos. But truthfully, the whole town is beautiful, so just go to Canmore if you can. All right, and that's it. This is episode 43 of the Travel and Adventure Photography School podcast. I'm your host, Robert Massey, and I am stoked that you are here today. If you want to follow along on my personal photography adventures, you can do so on Instagram at Robert Massey Photography. But for now, let's get going with this conversation. Say hello to Liam and Afton of the incredible Film and Forest Photography team. Thank you so much for joining me here today. I really, really appreciate it. Your guys' work is beautiful. I was on your website again. I have it right up over here and it's, mm-hmm. it's stunning. I've gone to some of those locations. It's just like, I can't get photos that good without having to worry about people. So it's amazing what you can do. Lots of editing for sure. When it comes <laughs> to the people portion. <laughs> That's awesome. So would you mind introducing yourself for me? Just kind of saying a little bit about who each of you are, you know, film and forest where the name came from, everything like that. Yeah, so uh, we're Film and Forest. Uh, I'm Afton and my partner is Liam. Um, We've been together now for about seven or eight years. Um, We started Film and Forest Photography about three years ago now. Um, We kind of got into it. uh, We always had a love of landscape photography. We really started getting into landscapes uh, when we started hiking and backpacking together. And then um, as we kind of grew in the Rockies, we just found that when it came to weddings, they're just like, I'd say there's not, there was nothing in between people capturing those big kind of epic mountain scenes of uh, the Rockies and kind of composing it all together. Um, So that's kind of what inspired us to Mm -hmm. get into it in that sense. Yeah. And I think like, we just kind of wanted to combine like both of like what we loved in photography and like what we loved in like wedding photography. So like we always like to take in like accounts from like different genres, like something that's maybe not as traditional. Very cool. So I was checking out both your bios on the website. You're both fairly adventurous, explorey people. Do you want to take me back to that moment when you decided to drop out of corporate life and take up photography and kind of what that transition was like for you? Yeah, like both of us found out really quick that we weren't cut out for like the nine to five life. <laughs> um, so that was like kind of like an obvious step out. And it was kind of just like we'd been working for a couple of years at a university and 
just realized that we could be like putting all this time and effort into something that we like truly loved and truly felt that we were good at. So I think it was, yeah, just combining like our adventurous spirit and our personal lives with now like a business as well. Yeah. And total transparency. We only had about three weeks of vacation at our corporate job and we had actually wanted to go to the Y wash in Peru. And we just knew that three weeks and when you take out Christmas and whatnot, it just wasn't enough time to go halfway across the world. And we had always done like photography on the sides, um, doing like little weddings and whatnot. Um, So we just kind of figured that that might be an avenue to actually uh, explore the places that we want to get out there. Very cool. So what was, was there a lot of trepidation going into it? Or were you just like, no, this is happening. We're jumping two feet in. Um, So I actually was uh, a user experience project manager at my old job. So I was very familiar with the social media aspect, the like website design, website testing, um, lots of marketing experience. So I'm going to say that was a huge bonus to kind of get us off the ground. Um, I slowly started working up our business, working on a portfolio. We did a styled shoot, which I definitely recommend to any photographers wanting to get into elopements and weddings because that way you can kind of control the environment and then you have something to show for it. Um, so with that experience and the marketing, we just kind of built up to it and then transitioned over six months to full time. Well, that's a pretty fast transition. I know most people take yeah. a couple years, so congrats. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no kidding. So when you're going out and you're starting to re- get these shoots and start realizing these kind of shoots, when did you notice that you were going to be able to make this work for yourselves? Like, was there kind of that moment? Was it the six month mark? Was it a year in? Was there like a cluing kind of moment for you? So we actually bought uh, a camper van to convert on just a shell of a van a year before. And knowing that we wanted to um, kind of pursue the van life, that was just kind of a driving motivation for us. We really just didn't have a a choice to fail or not. I guess (laughs) a really big piece of um, what kind of pushed us to, to kind of get out and do it. Yeah. Like we launched in like February And then we knew our lease was up at the end of September. (laughs) So that was kind of like the hard date that we were really pushing for. And like, we were actually lucky. We like went full-time even before that date. So yeah, like being able to travel around in our van was kind of like our mindset. And like when we knew we wanted to be able to go full-time. Yeah. So time crunches are always good. (laughs) Yeah. That's sweet. That is such a great way to get your motivator going. Yeah. (laughs) Just commit yourself fully. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the question most people tend to ask you, let's get it out of the way very quickly here. What kit do you take with you when you go to do these elopements and weddings and stuff like that? Is there a pretty standard kit that you're going out with? Yeah. So we're, um, like full Canon gear. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually, this summer switched fully into the mirrorless line that they have. So they just came out with like the R6, the R5, um, the EOS Rs. We use all their kind of like mirrorless gear in terms of what we shoot with most, um, the 24 mil 35, um, and then Liam's kind of 70 to 200 is his bread and butter. Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of like beyond just camera gear, uh, we kind of have a a little assortment for, because we do a ton of hiking elopements. So you kind of just have to be prepared for the elements, headlamps, first aid kit. We have a down blanket that we bring with us for couples, like kind of just going all weather extremes. Yeah. Like the Rockies are very unpredictable. So it can be like a nice July day, but then like that evening it could dip down to like 10 degrees and a lot of times people aren't prepared for that. So it's like having hand warmers in the middle of summer is like not something most people would think of, but they come in handy like more times than not. 
what's your couple's reactions like when you pull out like a down blanket for them and things like that? You're like, oh my God, what's going on? They're pretty stoked just because they're usually quite cold at that point. I mean, even in the Rockies, you can have a 20 degree day and you get to a summit and the wind's just blowing like crazy. And I think we actually um, capture quite a lot of American couples, obviously not this summer with COVID, but um, a lot of people come from these really hot states and they, they don't really understand Canadian summers and, and the temperature range you get. Um, oh, speaking of gear, I should have actually asked you this. Do you bring any external lights, do any of that kind of stuff with you, or is it just pure natural lighting? It's just pure natural lighting, and that's just because we really don't want to hike up uh, a mountain with gear. It's, we really try to keep things minimal as much mm-hmm. as we can. Um, I just find the more energy you have at the top of that mountain, the better your compositions are going to be. Yeah. And like, we also like really strive to capture like the places the way they are. Like we don't really want to like enhance any image or like make it look unnatural where we kind of feel like in the outdoors, like artificial lighting instantly takes you out of the place. Cause it just like, it doesn't look as like, as it is. And that's kind of like one of our goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. So what's the weirdest thing that you've had a couple ask you to like need to photograph, like, or the weirdest moment you've had during one of your elopements. I love these stories. (laughs) (laughs) I think like this year, like everyone's been wanting like the mask photo, which I feel like is just like stereotypical (laughs) 2020. And it's probably a good thing to capture because in like 20 years, like when they're looking back in their photos and like showing their grandkids or something being like, this was 2020, we got married during a pandemic. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like it's like weird now, but it's like probably something they'll like reminisce about. And I think for wedding photographers, it's, um, kind of funny when people come up to you with their cell phones asking you to take photos and thinking that you can somehow magically work a cell phone much better than them. And I mean, I can work my way around a camera, but a, a cell phone, especially iPhones, is just out of my league. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Where's your favorite place you've done a wedding? Or like, where's your favorite place you've explored to be able to do one of these? Um, I think for myself, Mount Assiniboine was kind of the peak of. Um, our elopement careers to date, as well as just, I think, an achievement and a life goal that I always had. When we actually um, started dating seven or eight years ago and started hiking together, Assiniboine was actually a goal of mine. And to be there for the first time with a couple for their elopement, spending three days at Assiniboine Lodge was just unreal. So beautiful. We had just the craziest weather of like mixed cloud and sun, and it just made for some unreal moments. What about you? Yeah, you? Mine was like, like at heart, like my favorite thing to do is like ski and snowboard. So when we like shot a wedding where like the bride and groom like wanted to go up to sunshine and like ski down for their wedding photos was probably like the epitome for me. Um, <laughs> that sounds, that sounds amazing. How do you shoot a wedding whilst people are snowboarding? I'm super curious about this. So it was kind of a two-step process. Um, I would ski down and then Liam would stay with the couple. And we actually shot the bridal party as well, skiing. So that was like, I think we had 10 people that we were kind of maneuvering around. So we would just do it in stages down runs. uh, And that kind of made a nice balance. But yeah, it was some pretty fun. Yeah, it was like some of our favorite photos. (laughs) Yeah. It's like so unique. It was also completely socked in. So there was no definition in the snow. It was uh, less than ideal conditions, but just also so much fun to capture that. That's some pretty challenging stuff you have to shoot with there. Like that good job on that one. That's amazing. (laughs) Beautiful. Uh, do you have any back, like any training of photography? Did you guys teach yourselves to do this or? 
Yeah, so we're both self-taught. Um, both of us have been doing it since we were teenagers. Um, I actually got my first um, DSLR uh, camera when I was 15 at my first job, kind of first paycheck thing. It was a Canon Rebel, and I remember it was about $600. And my mom at the time, she was just like, do you really want to spend that much on photography? Like, it's just going to be a phase. Like you're never going to use this. And I bought it anyways. And I'm so glad that I did. Cause I, I still give her a bad time now because uh, lo and behold, about 15 years later, here I am as a photographer. <laughs> yeah. And like, I kind of took the different paths to Afton, like in high school, my like high school had like a photography lab. So like I was able to like learn on film and like develop my own photos and like, do all of that process and then like slowly now transition to digital and like less film, but it's kind of like we have two different unique ways of starting out. That should bring two totally different perspectives when you're shooting too, right? Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, so do you have any other training in like outdoor stuff? Like did you get your outdoor safety training or Abby safety training or anything like that specifically for film and forest? Um, we don't have any like specific training. Like I have like a bunch of avalanche courses just for my own personal use, but we're both like avid outdoors people and we've been doing the, like doing the outdoors far longer than we've been doing it for like wedding photography. And we definitely always take like safety as for a precaution, like making sure that like we're checking the weather, we're bringing a first aid kit and like, we know the area we're going to, like if we're going to do a hike with a couple, we always like go ahead beforehand, do the hike ourselves, like figure out where we want to shoot. Like if there's is any hazards that we have to be aware of, um, just because like a lot of times like going into the mountains is a dangerous thing. So we always want to be prepared. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's so important to do photography that's personal to you. Like we have avalanche and climbing training just because that's what we love to do in our own spare time. So I think bringing that into your, um, kind of couples experiences or your own like commercial experiences, um, just kind of tying it into what you love. Beautiful. Yeah. I just had to turn around an Eeyore last week because it got way too windy. Like it's not a place you would expect to need to turn around, but it's like, no, yeah. the wind lifted me up off the ground. I'm like, okay, going home <laughs> at this point. Yeah. And I think also just having like the awareness to bail when you need to, uh, I think with like elopements and outdoor weddings, you really do have to, um, have backup plans in place. Like if, if sunrise is just not looking good or if the winds are like 90 kilometers an hour, which definitely has been in the forecast before for us, just being flexible with those plans and open. Awesome. How do you prepare your couples for that? Who especially aren't from this area and don't really understand. Um, so we always send out a guide to couples after they book us that kind of outlines um, a lot of just basic things. And I think just communicating with them that the Rockies are an unpredictable place, uh, just having backup plans in place that are going to be just as epic as plan A, but you also have plan B, C, D and whatnot. Obviously, um, like easy access areas like Moraine Lake are always going to be a safer bet um, than like hiking or climbing a mountain. When you're starting your like adventures, like when you're getting ready for one of those elopement days, can you take us through kind of what that day looks like for you? Yes. Yeah, so or the days leading into it too, I suppose. It kind of starts like months in advance, to be mm -hmm. honest. Um, so even before we have a location picked or timelines planned out, um, we, we kind of meet with a couple, um, get a feel for kind of what they're after in their elopement. Uh, I think being wedding photographers, you have to think about what they want because ultimately these are going to be their photos. It's not necessarily like landscape photography where it's personally for you. Um, 
So we kind of start there, what they're kind of looking for, what they envision and, and what they want to experience on the day of. Um, and then from there, we kind of brainstorm locations with them, hikes that are going to be within their um, kind of range of difficulty and then narrow down from there. And then uh, we create a timeline for them, what's going to be best on light, um, either like sunrise or sunset, and then um, kind of plan the day with them from there. And um, if all goes well, if weather's good, we that plan A, we stick to it and we get some really awesome shots. Fantastic. What do you do about the wedding dress and the suits and stuff? Do they hike them up in their bags typically? And like, how does that all happen? Leanne's kind of the dress expert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've developed a skill to like pack wedding dresses very efficiently. Um, so like one of the biggest things that we like invested in was like a really good like hiking camera bag. And I feel like it's paid for itself like 10 or 15 times over because as most people know, wedding dresses are not small. Um, so our bag is like able to like strap them in and like carry them up a mountain. Cause like a lot of times people aren't prepared to like haul a wedding dress up. And so, yeah, like, and there's like little trips, ticks, trips, oh. tips. <laughs> tips and tricks. Of, like you can take like basically like tissue paper. And if you roll the dress up in the tissue paper, it'll prevent it from wrinkling. So like little things like that, that can help like to, that's amazing. How long did that take you to figure out? Or did you have someone kind of help you along figuring that one out? Honestly, like every dress is different. So sometimes we bungee cord dresses to the back of backpacks just because they're so big. Other ones, the couple can just squeeze right into their bag rolled up. Um, it really just depends on the dress. It's every, every situation is different. <laughs> That's how, how often does the dress ever cause a problem? Has it ever caused a problem for one of your shoots or... Uh, no, it's just no, no, like the, add an extra 15 pounds to Liam's weight on uh, hiking <laughs> up. And that's what I get in really good shape over the summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you really want to get fit, become an elopement photographer. <laughs> um, were you both fairly, it's just the fit thing. Are you both fairly adventurous outside of doing this? Like, do you still hike and explore and do all that kind of stuff as well? Yeah. So I like to call myself a trail runner, but I think I probably walk up mountains more than I run up them, but, um, we're both pretty active and outdoorsy. Liam backcountry skiing is more his, his mm -hmm. jam than mine. Um, but yeah, between hiking, trail running, climbing, skiing, we kind of do it all. Um, yeah. And like kind of getting out there. We also like staying in like relatively decent shape just for like when we do shoot like a hiking elopement that like, you know, when we get to the top of the mountain, it's not like it stops there. Like that's just when our work begins. So it's like, you know, being able to hike up all this way and then still like have the energy and like the stuff to like, make sure that you're like doing the place justice when you're photographing it. So it's super important for people who are interested in doing like adventure portraiture kind of work that to be fit. So you can be shooting when you're on top of the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely think it like it helps for sure. When, when you're more fit than the couple, it's always a good thing because often I'm running ahead of the couple to get shots as they're hiking up. Um, I think it's really important to tell the story of the day beyond just your typical wedding portraits. Um, so just having that energy to, to go further than your couple is going to. Awesome. That makes total sense to me, but I don't think a lot of people would necessarily think of that because once you get yeah. to the top, it's kind of like, okay, here we go. Yeah. Awesome. Trail running is probably the best thing you can do to um, get in shape for hiking. <laughs> I try to trail run. I definitely get distracted far too often when I'm out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, all right. So when you're like, when your couples contact you, how often have you have to kind of like guide them through the process of like, oh, you can't do that hike. Like someone wants to do temple or someone wants to do something like that. 
what kind of process do you go through with them to not necessarily insult them or like you, you kind of understand where I'm getting at. So, yeah. Um, so we, like with every couple that like we book with, like even before they want to book us, like we always like get on a call with them, kind of like get to know who they are kind of like, especially if they're wanting to do more adventurous thing, like what their experience is in the outdoors. And then that way we can kind of like guide them in the right direction. But a lot of times, like I would probably say 95% of the times that the, a couple comes to us and they're like, we just want to elope in the Rockies and they don't have like a specific spot in mind. And like, that's where they kind of like really lean on us and being like, okay, we ask them like, what are like things in landscapes that you really love? And so then we can like tailor a list of like heights that not only like suit them for their abilities, but also for like what they're after in like the landscape. Yeah. And temple is kind of a good example because, um, it's a pretty big objective if you're not familiar with things. Um, if a couple isn't that outdoorsy or if they send us a photo um, and they say, I want this, but it's a big objective like Temple or Eiffel, maybe instead of going to the top, you just go to Sentinel Pass or you just go to the base of Eiffel where you're going to get 90% of the same views um, without the effort or the risk involved. Perfect. Um, so that's fantastic from my end of things. Do you have anything you want to teach or tell people that you think is really important for them to learn or really important to understand that we haven't really talked about yet? Um, I think one of the biggest things is that like, even though you're hiring like a wedding photographer to like capture your day is that the photos aren't the most important thing of that day, that it's like making sure that you're like planning the day around like what you want to do, not what will just like look best in photos. Cause I feel like sometimes people get a little too wrapped up in it and like making sure that like you are enjoying your day to like yeah. the fullest amount. And that the couple, it's, it's really about their day. So just tailoring that experience to them and what they want. I think from my perspective, marketing is a hundred percent, uh, should not be underrated when you're going into the photography business, because there's thousands and thousands of photographers out there. And some of them are amazing. Some of them aren't quite as much, but you're going to see people at all levels being successful. So having those marketing skills, whether it's social media or website or SEO, just making sure that you're kind of filling yourself on the business perspective and not just the photography perspective. Do you have something that really helped you learn like the marketing side of this to help you become like and create a website that you do and stuff like that? Honestly, I just find blogs um, and like medium. Uh, there's tons of good free articles out there that are going to help photographers um, and not just looking for photographer specific information, just broad um, kind of SEO and website, like user experience knowledge. Um, I definitely had the advantage of learning it in university and through jobs in my career, but um, I can promise you that even at those corporate levels, people are just Google searching for information. <laughs> Google saves all. That's really what this yeah. is about in the end. <laughs> as long as you're on the first page of Google, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, I just remembered a question I wanted to ask you. Do you have a favorite place in and around Canmore to do your photos, if you don't mind sharing, or a couple that you really love yeah. doing? So I'll, I'll speak from my end. I think it really depends on the season. Um, so obviously somewhere like the three sisters viewpoint at policeman Creek is like a classic. Um, but it's a classic, I think in the winter time, that's when it's best. Um, and then there's places like the Montane Traverse, which I feel are so underrated. Um, but in the fall you have like that, um, like Aspen trees changing and it just honestly feels like Colorado when you're there. Um, I think just exploring 
unknown trails and going in multiple seasons and just seeing how they're going to compare because they're going to look different. Do you have any favorites or you pretty good there? Um, I, I, Afton already like stole my favorite spot. Being, uh, <laughs> three, three sisters, so. In wintertime specifically. Yeah, it's a little muddy. <laughs> uh, Montaigne, where is Montaigne? I actually don't know that off the top of my head. Um, so it's a trail that just kind of runs behind Silvertip. It's from like Cougar Creek all the way over to um, like Harvey Heights. Basically, there's a whole network of trails. Um, obviously, I trail run those quite a bit, and that's why I'm a bit more familiar with them. But honestly, just taking like a nature walk, bring your camera and just see what's out there. Beautiful. Uh, so how can people contact you? Where can they find you? What are you interested in from people? So, yeah, so you can find us on Instagram and um, see our work. Our Instagram handle is film and forest, all one word, or you can check out our website, filmandforestphoto.com. Beautiful. And are you open 2021? Are you being able to start booking stuff up there? 2022? Where are you at right now? So we are fully booked for 2021 already. That's huge. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So we're definitely looking forward to a busy 2021, but we'll be opening up 2022 uh, for adventurous elopements and weddings uh, come January here. Congrats on being able to do that. That is huge. Thank you. We feel pretty excited. Awesome. Any other last thoughts? Anything you want to share? Uh, No, I think just get out there. If you have any questions, just DM us. We have tons of editing tips. Um, We always try to include photo tips on our Instagram. And um, yeah, just don't be afraid to reach out. Nice. Thank you so much for doing this with me. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Happy trails. (laughs) Thank you so much, Liam and Efton of Film and Forest Photography. I just loved that conversation. We will have all those links up to their Instagram and their website on the show notes at travelatadventurephotographyschool.com. Go check them out, give them a follow, and see the awesome work they create. Their Instagram feed is super inspirational and just beautiful to look at, so go and follow along with their adventures. And if you've got any questions about the episode today, thoughts on what we should talk about in the future, or possible photographers you would love to hear from, send me a message. I always love talking photography with people and seeing the work you are creating, so go ahead and get a hold of me. You can find me on Instagram at Robert Massey Photography and at Travel Adventure Photo School. As always, thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Now get out there and let's adventure. Bye for now.